Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we strive to inspire, empower, and challenge you to be your most authentic self. We'll talk a little real estate and interview entrepreneurs, business and community leaders, and hear inspiring stories. to the Simply Authentic Podcast. I'm Angie Mullings. And I'm Tanya Murphy. So today we have a guest with us, and this is Billy Dove. You're not going to know him by that name, though. <laughs> You're going to know him as the 417 Foodist. So if you are on social media at all, you probably know who this guy is because he is posting all of the most amazing pictures of the food that he goes around in our area and eats and tries and meets with restaurateurs. And yeah. I guess that's how you said that. Yeah. Um, so, Billy Dove. Yes. Welcome. Thank you for having Welcome. me. I appreciate it. So, tell us who you are. Tell us what your background's in. And yeah. And then we'll go into the 417 Foodist background. Yeah. Um, so, my name is Billy Dove. Uh, I am grew up here in this area, grew up in the small town of Sparta, and uh, believe it or not, my background really doesn't have anything to do with food <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, that kind of surprises some people from time to time. Yeah. Uh, they assume that I, I work in the restaurant business mm-hmm. uh, of some sort. I think we did. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they are surprised to learn that I've got a background of 15 years as a buyer for John Deere Remanufacturing here in Springfield. Yeah. And so I've worked there for 15 years now. And, and about four years ago, um, I just kind of decided to dip my toes into a little hobby of this. Uh, everyone was doing it, posting the pictures of your food on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to kind of have a designated space for that uh, just because I enjoyed it so much going around and showing support to local restaurants and business owners. And, and so July, four years ago, was that in 2019, 4 and 7 Foodist was born. Okay. Awesome. So tell us your path kind of starting out from then to now, just kind of an overview, and we'll kind of get into the details as you talk and ask you questions about it. But tell us how you got started actually visiting restaurants and letting them know what your purpose was, because you just said, you know, I started as a hobby. So tell us about that. So originally, when I first started, um, I honestly... Nobody knew who nobody knew who I was. Sure, mm-hmm. um, it was you know on the weekends if myself and my family were going to go out to eat, we just kind of started designated our time to going to local places and just going in, trying different dishes, taking photographs of the inside of the restaurant, the menu, and whatever foods that we wanted to try from their menu. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I started that in 2019, the goal was just to give people a, a visual of what they could see to eat in town that wasn't necessarily a chain restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, from there, it's just kind of went from just me going on my own and doing it. And then over a year or so after people started to kind of recognize and follow the account, um, you know, it's got a little bit more harder to be inconspicuous yeah. when you're going in places. <laughs> right. right. Um, December of 2019, uh, Color 10 had reached out 
about me coming on to Ozarks Live and kind of showcasing different things that I was going out and seeing. And that's where kind of the uh, people not knowing who I was kind of went out the door. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they had asked. Dunzo on that. Yeah. They (laughs) specifically asked, are you wanting to stay anonymous or, you know, are you wanting to not, or for people not to know who you are? And it's like, that was never necessarily the goal, but I always wanted it to be a hyper focus on just the restaurant and the food itself. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So let me interrupt you and ask, so why do you think that they took you serious enough to begin with? Because anybody could have done what you did. I could go out today and go eat somewhere and take some lovely pictures. Why do you think they took you serious? And and how long did that take to get to that December ask from Color 10? Um, Well, actually, so uh, Joy Robertson with Color 10 is who had actually reached out to me. Okay. And... I actually asked her that question on, on what made her decide to reach out to me. And really she said that she just, the, she enjoyed seeing the, the widespread and the variety of food that I was posting. It wasn't just a a specific, like, Oh, this guy just likes tacos or Mm -hmm. this guy just likes burgers. Um, so seeing how, how much of a variety I was posting from not just within Springfield, but outside of Springfield, a lot of small towns, yeah. places yeah. you may not have heard of, doesn't have a marketing budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I started the page in July of 2019, by December of 2019 is when they had reached out and I started going on Ozarks Live uh, at that time, probably one to two times a month, um, starting in December of 2019. And the goal was uh, come t- for 2020. The goal was for myself and Tom Turton, who was a host on the show mm-hmm. as well. Um, they wanted to kind of have a Springfield style of diners, drive-ins, and dives. Okay. And yeah. so they wanted to put some cameras in my car and kind of hit the road and go mm-hmm. to a couple different restaurants and make short videos out of it. Yeah. And but unfortunately, 2020. Happened. Right. It and happened to all of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that never really took off anywhere. So we kind of just turned it into remote segments and or just me coming on the show, making appearances with video and photography or uh, photographs of different restaurants and kind of giving rundowns of the different places I've been to. Yeah. Okay. You know, what's interesting is as I was as I've talked about you coming on this podcast and and people that haven't heard of you, they're like, Well, is he a critic? And, and that's not what you do. It's, yeah. it's a little bit unique in that you're not a food critic. You're everything that I've read on your on your um, socials is very positive. You're trying to put a positive spin, bring bring people out to these restaurants. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. you said, eat, especially outside of Springfield, because um, you're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing I never wanted to pass myself off as because mm-hmm. I'm not classically trained to critique food sure. by any means. Yeah. So I don't want to pass myself off as um, I'm a big enough of a critic to to tell people to, yes, go to a restaurant or to no, do not go to sure. a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. with the bigger the following that I have gained, your words mean something. Yes. And yeah. so for me to go on any form of social media or anything that I, I have a word for and tell people that just because I may not like something, just because I didn't like it on the first time I've been there, right. therefore you shouldn't go there. I feel like I feel like it's almost like a dangerous game. Agreed. It is. Yeah. And you yeah. wouldn't make many friends if that's yeah. what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. I don't want to, you know, if your words have power, you know, someone could see that and they say, hey, this guy says 
don't go there. Right. Therefore, if even if they've never been there, they're not going to go there. Yeah. If they, right. you know, if they take my word serious. Right. Right. And so the 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 trickle effect from that yeah. of you having enough of a reach for people not going to it, choosing not to go to a restaurant because of what I've said, right. has that trickle effect from from them not going to affecting that restaurant not mm-hmm. going to have any more business. You know, mm-hmm. it may not be hugely detrimental to the restaurant, but it's definitely going to see people not going and trying new places. Sure. Right. You know, there is a cause and effect behind it. And everybody has their own palate, right? Exactly. Something that you don't like, someone else might like. Um, So it's, it's really, I've always thought the critic role was a little, um, definitely detrimental, but a little short-sighted because again, you might not like the dish you ordered, but the next time you go in there, you may order something that's that yeah. you love. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a rule of thumb that I always had when I started it was I want to, if I do have a dish that I don't like, I'm, and if it's the first time I've ever been to that restaurant, there's a lot of factors that could play into what could make that dish not appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that can be from staffing issues to, you know, supply issues. Um, so I've kind of made myself a rule of thumb that if I'm going to go in someplace and I didn't like it the first time, I give myself at least two to three times, mm. three times. If That's I can fair. go there three times and I don't like it, then I just won't go back. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. But more than likely, you're, you know, like you mentioned, everyone's palate is different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I could tell you that your favorite restaurant is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's my opinion. Right. You know, it's not truth. It's just, it's my truth, but it's not everybody else's truth. Exactly. And so I really don't want, never wanted to force that onto anybody. Yeah. With yeah. it. Yeah. So you work with Color 10 in the mm-hmm. beginning. Yes. So what did that lead to and how did that increase your following so when i started working with color 10 um i had also started doing short interviews with different restaurant owners just Mm -hmm. kind of because i really wanted it to i I wanted to showcase not just the food but i wanted to let people see the people behind the scenes to get to know the people who are creating the dishes that you're going in and eating every day right Mm because you know you can get in that habit of you just go in you order something you eat and you leave it's great food you know you're done right but to kind of see a little bit uh, behind the scenes of who's mm-hmm. doing that. And so I started doing short interviews with, um, with multiple restaurant owners, coffee shop, coffee truck, stuff like that. And that kind of my writings through that when I had posted online kind of led into me kind of getting the opportunity to write for a couple of uh, websites here in Springfield, okay. all doing kind of rundowns on local restaurants, awesome. places for you to get best tacos or dessert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had written a few things for like longitude branding here in town. Um, I wrote for the Murney blog a couple of times. And uh, so that kind of led from just posting pictures, but to the writing side kind of took sure. off with yeah. things. Mm-hmm. So you have another talent. Uh, yeah, I found out really <laughs> quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is there anything, I, I mean, Everybody likes to go out and eat, right? That's that was when I was growing up. That was a treat. I grew yeah. up on a dairy farm. When we came into Springfield, we got to go out to eat. It was it was a treat. Um, but behind the scenes, these are people trying to make. And it's restauranting is a tough business. I I don't know from experience, mm-hmm. but I've heard it's a very tough business. Um, anything about these restaurant tours that seem to be um, that that strikes you as something they all have in common, or anything you'd want to say um, the general public to know about these restaurant tours. They're behind the scenes doing what they do to bring something that they love to yeah. to mm-hmm. the general public. 
I would say everyone that I have met and worked with, they all have the dedication to their craft. They dedicate their, it's their time, Mm -hmm. you know, it's their livelihood and the dedication they show to the items they create on their menu is stuff that not only they love, but they're hoping that the public loves. Right. They're hoping that the stuff that they are, are working to create that you will like just as much as they do, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, when they're creating those menu items, they're, they're testing those menu items, they're tasting those menu items. And, you know, through their eyes, if it's passing their own approvals, you know, there's always that hope that everybody else will enjoy them. So it's that dedication and time that I see with everyone mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they put into those specific menu items and that whole menu that may change per season. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has that drive. They mm-hmm. want to succeed and they want to be the best at what they're doing. And so it's, it's, that's what I like to showcase. I want people to see that it's more than just a plate of food that you're ordering and eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, what came to mind, the word that came to my mind while you were saying that is it's a gift they're giving yeah. mm-hmm. the public, you yeah. know, that they're wanting to share and whether it be their talent that they're standing there cooking it, or they know what tastes good and what goes together with some ethnic dishes or yeah. what, whatever we're talking about. It really is the gift that they're sharing with the public and hoping they love it like they do. Yep, that is correct. Mm-hmm. So the the restaurateurs, I'm assuming that they welcome you in with open arms now because you're kind of popular Yeah, and you're kind of known. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. It, he's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was that like in the beginning? Did you have to convince people of what you were doing and why? It definitely... I don't know if it was much of a, on a convincing side. Yeah. Once, once people started seeing that I was coming into their restaurants and posting pictures of the food that I had had, um, I think they seen the effects that they were when, when, when one restaurant would see the effects of people were coming in to yes. want that dish that I posted about, Yes. then they would invite me, Hey, can you come back and showcase? We have a new special. Or we have new menu items. Can you come in and showcase that so people can see what we have? Got it. To where mm-hmm. I think it's it boils down to, you know, following. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a, a greater amount of following, say, of a restaurant sometimes, it means a larger reach. Mm-hmm. And uh, so getting people to be able to see um, what they have, that's when it, when they've seen that effect of people being able to come in and order those specific things, more and more restaurants started kind of reaching out and inviting me to say, Hey, can you come showcase more of our items? Are we seeing what mm -hmm. you did with this restaurant? Mm -hmm. Can you come do that with us? Yeah. And honestly, in, in the four and a half years that I've been doing it, every person I've worked with has been awesome. It's been great to work with. And do they ask you to give them true feedback? Like there, yeah, there are some that, you know, Especially, especially if it's a restaurant that is, say, it's like a soft opening mm-hmm. or it's a new restaurant that's just opening in the area. Um, getting to go to like a friends and family night or, or just a soft opening. Sure. Um, for one, it's, it's them, me working with them to get the word out for people to come see what they're offering. Mm-hmm. But also with myself and other people who are kind of in the industry that get to go to those nights, have more of a, a one-on-one with the restaurant owners and the chefs to be able to go over, you know, in that way, it kind of is a critique, but it's more of like a face to face. Um, you know, here's what we seen didn't work. Here's what we do see that does work Mm -hmm. that way. It's more personable Mm -hmm. and then they can achieve that before, 
they actually open up to the public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're forming relationships. We're in mm-hmm. a relationship business. You know, yes. we meet clients and, and for them to trust you fully, you have to form a relationship. Yeah. Right. So we understand that side of it. Yeah. Do you do you get reached out to by numerous restaurants and business owners? What would you say weekly, monthly? How many people are reaching out to you now, four um, years later? Yeah, so so it can vary. Um, sometimes my schedule can be uh, six to seven days a week. Yeah, it really it really depends. You know, it depends on. You know, towards the end of summer, things start to slow down a little bit. I think if it's because of kids are going back to school and everything. Yeah. Um, but it can be up to five to six days a week. Yeah, I can I have something on a calendar. Um, I bought a dry erase board for my office and I write my calendar out so <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see visually yeah. where I need mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And there has been times where it's been five days a week. Yeah. And, and I'll usually try to allow myself, you know, because I work a full time day job yes. and I do this mm-hmm. on the side. So I definitely try to allow myself free time, you know, where I'm not gone every day. Yeah. Um, but, that, but the great thing about it is, is even if I am scheduled to go someplace, I've worked with enough people. They know my family as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they know most usually if if it's not just me, my wife and son are are, are tagging along with yes. me. Yes. Yeah. You know, and they're always inviting. They're always, you know, they're always telling me, bring your family, you know, yeah. bring them mm-hmm. in. That's mm-hmm. nice. So. Yeah. And we were talking before the we started recording here that you've been doing some food judging and yeah. that kind of thing and fall festivals, obviously. So what's that been like? Uh, judging food is always fun. Yeah. So I got certified through the World Food Championships about, oh, I'd say about two or three years ago to be able to judge food. Um, I guess you could say on a, on a professional, semi-professional level that you can, it allows me to travel and judge food through different competitions. Um, I mainly do it here locally. So like the food truck fest, um, out at the fairgrounds, they invite me every year to be a food judge out there. Fun. It's a great way to get to sample a bunch of different food from a def- bunch of different food trucks and seeing what they have to create. Yeah. Cause you know, you're getting their maximum effort Yes. when they know that there's, you know, a prize on the line. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so it's a great way to kind of get to know a food truck and a food truck owner through their food. Yeah and the creations that they're spending time to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that so judging food is great. Yeah. I really, I enjoy that. Yeah, I bet. And, and like fall festivals, getting to go, we talked about Silver Dollar City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to go down there because they change their uh, tasting passports with their different seasons. Sure. And so I got to go down there and, and check out their fall, their harvest uh, season yeah. tasting passport. And everything pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I mean, they've done pumpkin ribs to really, uh, yeah, you know, pumpkin ice cream and you name it. And pumpkin chili. Oh, wow. Getting creative with some pumpkin. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, so, if definitely, if you like pumpkin flavor, Silver Dollar City is the place to be right now. Yeah. Sounds like it. So, you mentioned in the beginning this started as a hobby. And you just talking in the last 10 minutes, this has become more than a hobby. Yeah. Do you get paid to do these things? So I don't. So when a restaurant reaches out to me, I've never charged a restaurant. Okay. Um, I don't ever have plans to charge a restaurant. Yeah. Just because and I'm blessed enough to have a good job on my own. Yeah. 
that I never really have the plans to turn to turn it into a full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, that could change. You know, I didn't expect to be where I'm at now four years. So you no. never know. Yeah. Um, but I've never charged any restaurants just because the way I look at it is that it's their livelihood. Yeah. It's their livelihood to uh, to have people come in to buy their food and to be able to pay their bills, pay their employees. And I just want to be a, a helping hand. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've always told everybody. And that I'm just use me as free marketing. Yep. You know, let me showcase your food. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than likely, you know, they're always like, are you sure we can't pay you? I'm like, no, you can't. You don't need to pay me anything. And they were like, can we feed you? And I'm like, sure. You, you can feed me. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll that not down. say yeah. no to food. And uh, so most usually they always feed me yeah. when yeah. I come in. Yeah. And so which is a great part. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, um, but yeah, but I also, I work, I write, I'm a writer for the city of Springfield. Okay. And so I'm going to do that through them as freelance. Mm-hmm. And so I do get paid through the city of Springfield okay. uh, to do freelance writing for them on their website and create some social media. Okay. And, uh, and then I am able to, uh, to make money off of like social media through Facebook and Instagram. So all those, so those two different revenues m- cover my cost of, of any of the food that Got I it. have to pay for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you mostly paying for your food unless you get invited? So if you decided to go to Angie's restaurant this weekend, you would show up and intend to pay for your food, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But when they invite you and they've reached out to you, do they then offer their food for free? Yeah. Most usually if they've reached out to me and they want me to come in and and showcase something, I always offer to pay. That's nice. Yes. Every time I go, because... I don't ever expect them to give me anything for sure. free. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already going to go out on my own and go to the restaurants no right. matter what. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm four years into it. I'm going to keep doing it no matter yes. what. Yeah. And, but most usually it kind of turns into like a small fun argument of me telling them I'm going to pay and them telling me I'm not going to pay. <laughs> and uh, so it's, I'd say it's a good 50, 50. Yeah. So if I'm going out on my own, I don't ever, if someone recognized me a business owner, and they offered to pay my food. I don't ever let them. Yeah. Even if even if I said, "Oh yeah, please pay it," my wife would not. <laughs> she'd be like, "No, she's like, they are not giving this to us for free." Right? Yeah. You know, because yeah. a lot of places are mom and pop places, and yeah. we don't want to take they money yeah. from them. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so I'd say it's about it's about split 50-50. I'm paying, sure. and versus whenever there's like, "Hey, you showcased it. You, it's on us." Yeah. Type of gotcha. Thing. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to shift gears because this is making me hungry talking about food so much. (laughs) One thing you've been brilliant at, Billy, is building a brand. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the listeners that we have are entrepreneurs. They're looking at building a business, building a brand. And you didn't start out to really do that, but but that's what's happened. So can you you talk to us a little bit about what it took to build that brand, Um, some maybe mistakes you made along the way, or did you know it all? Oh yeah, I, I never, I definitely didn't know <laughs> by no means. Um, so just building on the name of the four and seven foodists, mm-hmm. um, because the, like I said, the goal wasn't to be Billy Dove, the four and seven foodist, it was just right. to be four one seven foodist. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's it's a hustle. Yeah. It, it's it is dedication to you know time to getting your name out there, getting that brand out there for people to recognize. Um, treating it in my eyes was treating it as a second job. Mm-hmm. And 
putting in as much into it as I was taking from it. Mm-hmm. So if it was, you know, spending, you know, any amount of free time after say my son would go to bed, if, you know, engaging with people, you know, engaging with other accounts so that people would see, you know, my page that right. see that name, recognize that name. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it takes engagement and takes engagement, all forms of social media. Yeah. And so that more and more people start to see that and, uh, uh, we'll recognize that and, ask what is it right mm-hmm. who is this exactly mm-hmm. seven foodist mm-hmm. yeah you know and 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 build the relationships through that yeah yeah because so. just to be clear you have no formal training in marketing or no anything like that either nope not yeah. at all yeah it's it's just been uh a lot of reading of articles on how mm-hmm. to you know find the proper way and the successful way to interact through social media um understanding the insights and the statistics right. um, on your social media pages to mm-hmm. see, you know, when people are most active, when mm-hmm. the appropriate times to post your content is on each day. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, it ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. certain days may ha- hit harder or hit heavier than others. Other days are lighter. So paying attention to the insights that social media gives you through, say, Facebook or Instagram and knowing, hey, you know, I'm not going to post at 11 p.m., because the amount of followers or have aren't as active at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that you post within those specific windows mm-hmm. and, and then just feeling out the demographics and in the appropriate times to work that social media. Mm-hmm. Did you ever pay for ads on Facebook or boost a post? Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, I've done it on Facebook maybe a a handful of times. Um, but with a lot of my stuff really starting on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, Instagram will at certain points will even offer discounts on when it comes to boosting posts. Okay. You know, they'll give you, you know, $10 off if you boost something at the, at the cost of say at least $20. Sure. And, um, so usually what I would do making money and being monetized off of social media is kind of refunneling that money into, into post on there. Got it. So using some of that just to set up a, you know, if a post was already doing well, um, social media is really well at telling you, Hey, this post is doing 95% yes. better than your last five posts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of dedicating some of that, that cash flow mm-hmm. towards that. And, you know, you can boost a post for, I mean, honestly, for however long you want, Yeah. but I would, you know, I would say I'd boost it for, you know, a good five days and see more traction come off that post mm-hmm. off of just the people who are following locally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this earlier, but how do you monetize those ads or those posts that you're putting up? How do you turn that? How do you turn a simple post into making money off of it? I believe uh, each of the social medias have different qualifications you have to meet to be able to got it to start monetizing them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's different thresholds with the amount of following you have. But it's not even just the followers. It's a matter of people interacting with your content, um, being able to get you know x amount of views on a video or x amount of reactions. Um, to a post and once you start hitting those thresholds like say specifically on Facebook they'll lay it out for you that you need to have you know uh, x amount of hours of views you know building up and or interactions with your post and once you start meeting those goals they allow you to start turning those different things on so they allow you to start turning on got it uh, monetization on a, on a 
post just based off of views and reactions, um, setting up subscriptions where you could, uh, offer people at a cost, say it's $1 a month. And then you're creating content specifically for those people who decide to subscribe in a payment form to your social media. So then you're not even just creating social media for all of your followers. Then you're going to need to start creating content for those specific people who are willing to pay to follow to get sure. behind the scenes stuff or right. something different than what Whatever you're already they're putting. looking for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So this started out as a hobby, and four years later, you're yeah. you're doing. Not only do you work a full time job, you're obviously committed and passionate about what it is you're doing to help promote the Springfield um, restaurants. But um, what's what's the future look like for the four one seven Foodist? I ask myself that every day. Yeah, <laughs> because like I had said, I didn't expect to be, you know, going on TV. I go on the radio now. Uh, I'll do that once or twice a month. So I never anticipated any of that happening. Mm -hmm. And so the way I look at it is I I take it day by day. And honestly, where the future leads to it, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where it could lead. I'm open to anything. Sure. And I just look to see whatever comes my way. And every week is something new. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you have your expectations, you don't really, you're open to where things will take you. Sometimes it's just a matter, you said yes at one point. You said, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do it. It's going to be a hobby. You didn't have a lot of expectations. And four years later, you've got yourself a brand and and people know you. I heard you on the radio the first time I knew anything about you. I heard you on with Foch and Friends. And and, um, so sometimes it's just a matter of saying yes. And we tell our listeners this kind of thing we like to be encouraging and 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 tell them to to take a risk and take a chance sometimes and and you said yes to something and now here you are yeah because it was it was definitely scary and nerve-wracking being offered to go on tv sure you know going on live tv for you know you know five minutes at a time five minutes is a lot of time it is (laughs) it really is and sometimes it's even less than that and you think Oh, I can do two to three minutes, but two to three minutes is a lot of time yeah. to, to mm-hmm. fill. Mm-hmm. And it's very nerve wracking. It's very nerve wracking yeah. to have those cameras, you know, five feet from your face and wondering if you're going to say the wrong thing on live mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. And so even accepting and like, yeah, it's nervous. It made me nervous, but I'm not going to turn down the opportunity to sure. to go on TV. Yeah. yeah. Once you've done live TV, it feels like each other, the other steps that have come along with you know, whether it be doing the radio mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, being offered to write for the city of Springfield, all of those seem just a little bit easier Yeah, yeah. after just jumping feet first into live television. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us some unique restaurants that, that you could tell our listeners mm-hmm. about that they don't know about? Are there some places that you've been that, are little bitty joints or maybe not so little bitty, but they're just not, you know, here on Primrose Street in Springfield. They're hidden away in another little town. And how far out do you go to find these places? Um, so I have, I've had a running list yeah. of restaurants. So I kind of went through, made a list of through every small town of every restaurant I can find in those towns. And then started working my way and just checking off those places. Yeah. So, like, if you go into Fair Grove, there's a time travel 
cafe, mm-hmm. which when you go inside, it's, it's all kinds of movie and TV memorabilia on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lo- uh, you know, a husband and wife that own it and they're making pizza and burgers and sandwiches yeah. mm-hmm. and just on a little strip of street in fair Grove, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, getting to, to, to see what they're doing for that town and the amount of people that are coming in there. It's, it's great to go in there and just get like a big che- classic cheeseburger yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or, you know, traveling, there's uh, a new food, like some food trucks. Food trucks seem to be where a lot of people are getting their start yeah. at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are seeing it as, as giving the town a preview of what could possibly come into a brick Got and mortar. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And so there's a new food truck out in Republic called Smash Burger. And uh, it's a small family that started it, and they've got a small menu of different types of smash burgers where they're putting everything from uh, peanut butter and jelly and bacon on a burger mm-hmm. um, to barbecue burgers and just going out into kind of showing support for the small places that, again, that if they don't have a huge following, you may never hear about on right, social right. media. Yeah. And so that was a really enjoyable one to go out and kind of visit with the family. Yeah. And, you know, it was... Uh, a gentleman that was probably in his twenties or early thirties, but his dad was helping him run his social media and wanting to get the word out about the new food truck. And, mm-hmm. and, fun. um, so it's a little places like that. It's fun to go out and find. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Super fun. And yeah. you're finding different foods as you go. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. all of the different foods and food groups that you have now tried and, and been introduced to maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's harder now. Uh, it's become like a double-edged sword. It's harder to find something that really blows you away sure. when you've ate so sure. much in so yeah. many yeah. different places. Yeah, yeah. That it, it honestly becomes my goal whenever I'm going out on the hunt for places to find something that really takes me, like surprises me yeah. on yeah. how good it is. Yeah. Um, but then you just find those places. I mean, yeah. you find. I found. Uh, you know, I went to a little a taco truck down in Branson on the other side of the landing. Mm-hmm. that had no idea it was there. I just happened to stumble across it, a little place called Tacos Number no. 1 mm-hmm. and just sitting off the side of the road and yeah. it was some of the best quesadilla tacos I've had. Really? And huh. you know, in food trucks and I tell people yeah. like if you find yourself in Branson, go all the way around the landing, <laughs> you know, go like you're driving out of town towards Forsyth and you'll yeah. come across this tiny little food truck that sits there. And, oh wow. Uh-huh. And uh some great food. Yeah. It's, it's always the stuff you never expect to find. Yeah. That really can, you know, blow your mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Well, we see you building community around you. Mm-hmm. And Angie and I talk about community a lot just because it's an important word to us. And it's kind of a buzzword right now of different people and different influencers building people up to take chances and to yeah. do what they love to do. You're doing that. I see you doing that every time I like one of your posts and look through all your food. So how do you feel about that? And, and, and what would your, um, what would your advice be to somebody who feels strongly about building community? I, what I enjoy about it is when you introduce a new restaurant to somebody who has never been there mm-hmm. and people enjoy it, you start to build that repertoire of those people that like, Hey, this is my new favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then they tell their friends and they tell their friends and you're building those small communities of people who are going now and say on a weekly basis to these specific restaurants that these are their places. This is their go-to place after work mm-hmm. that right. we're going to for happy hour. Yeah. And um, it's almost like you're like you help build micro communities for these, for yeah. these restaurants mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's, you know, they have their regulars now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
it makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I definitely, for the amount of restaurants I go to, I have my favorite places that I like sure, to go sure. to. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I can't say that I go in and order the same thing all the time just because I always like to try something new. Right. And, uh, but it does, it makes me happy to be able to help, to help build those food communities amongst people. And, you know, this telling, you know, I'm a strong believer in if you don't like something one time, give it another shot. Yeah. And just continue going out and, and finding those places that you like to, you like to go to, you like to, you know, pester all the time yeah. with different foods mm-hmm. and food groups you like and mm-hmm. and build your only your little food community within your family yeah. yeah 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 that's great how easy or how what better way to build community than through food it's, absolutely some of us are our love language is food so. yeah <laughs> well billy as we wrap up we always like to ask our guests if they have any funny or interesting or unique real estate stories you got anything for us today oh i knew you were going to ask me this <laughs> and because I'd listened to some of the other episodes and I was yeah. really trying to think of something and then I completely forgot. <laughs> I, so honestly, I don't have one. Yeah, I, if I would have, okay. if I would have remembered, I would have had a story. <laughs> and I knew you were going to ask me and I, it, it completely a lot. I forgot That's about okay. it. So I That's apologize. Okay. That's, That's okay. okay. We, we've had a lot of good content yeah. and like yeah. Angie said, we're hungry now. So, yeah, so, so yeah. where can people find you on social media? What is your tagline? So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. at four and seven foodist. Okay. And you can find a lot of my writings. Uh, it's just under Billy Dove at springfieldmo.org. Okay. So through their blog site. Okay. And that's where you can find most of my content. Okay. Excellent. Well, you're going to explode with way more followers now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank in. you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. yeah. Good to see you again. Good Thanks you. again to Gershman Studios for hosting our podcast. We love our Kate and Jordan. They're we here for us all the time. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.